Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Mel. I grew up playing outside. And I grew up doing something meaningful, watching movies and TV. I never had cable, and we finally bought a VCR about the same time DVD players hit the market. Throughout our marriage, Mel has sadly missed many of my pop culture references and movie quotes. So it's time to catch up on all the films I missed. Good evening. Hey. How are you? I'm great. Yeah? Got my popcorn ready. I'm ready to go. You ready to go? You're locked and loaded? Yeah. Yeah. You ready? <laughs> I'm definitely ready. Um, do you know what we are watching this evening? I don't know, but oh, man. I have a guess. Really? I do. Okay. Groundhog's Day just happened. <laughs> and that's a movie that I've not seen. You've never seen that? I've never seen Groundhog's Day. Oh. And we were just talking about it with some people mm-hmm. who are in middle school. Uh-huh. And they've seen the movie multiple times. Uh-huh. And I have not seen it once. <laughs> <laughs> and as the middle schoolers, our friends were telling us yeah. about the movie, I was watching you to see if you were upset that they were like sharing plot points. <laughs> like, because sometimes you're really protective about movies that I have, uh, not sometimes, all the time. Yeah. You're like all- Mr. Spoiler Police. Do you know how hard it is to have? A person who's been on this planet as long as you have, which is not as long as some, but longer than others, to have it so you you're you're just a clean slate with certain movies. It's just like it's like finding Pompeii, <laughs> you know, like it's just like this snapshot in history that is just pristine. That's that's what you're like, Melissa. You're I, pristine, you, and you're like Indiana Jones going after <laughs> the idol. And you're dodging all these like um, I really booby am. traps. And, I really like, am. You're like don't don't tell her anything. Yeah. Be quiet, you person. <laughs> so is it Groundhog's Day? It's not Groundhog's Day. Oh, it was a really good guess. Maybe though. next year. <laughs> and I'll say it again. It's not Groundhog's Day. Oh wait, is that a clue? No, it's it's really not Groundhog's Day. Okay. Although the movie we're watching kind of feels like Groundhog's Day. Oh. In a certain way. Uh. It is called The Thing from Another World. Ooh. Is it John Carpenter's The Thing from Another World? No. Ah, boo. A little disappointed <laughs> there. Um. Well, that's why I thought they would feel like Groundhog's Day because you're so used to watching The Thing mm-hmm. every year. No, this is The Thing from Another World. Have you ever heard of this film? No, I have never heard of this film. Mm, okay. You know nothing about it. Nothing, except... It's sci-fi because something comes from another world. I was going to say, what do you think the movie's about? Thankfully, finally a title that helps me out. (laughs) Thank you, creator of this title. I love you. Wow. Okay. So um, you don't know anything about it except the title. (laughs) Uh, And it gives you a really good clue. What are, uh, what's some things you're excited about for this film or dreading? Okay. I love sci-fi. So I'm just super excited to watch. How do you know it's sci-fi? title um so i'm super excited to watch sci-fi yes yes bring it on okay and um i'm excited because i just i have the feeling that this could there could be some like 80s stars in this movie Mm, okay always looking to see one of those okay two or three all right give me a movie poster and a tagline then we can go check it out oh you don't want to know what i'm dreading oh whoa whoa, yeah please tell me what you're dreading sorry um bad special effects Ooh, okay or like disappointing bad's not a good word but disappointing special effects are ones that kind of take me out of the out of the movie okay i'm also dreading like weird gross stuff Uh uh-huh 
that comes with alien movies sometimes. Okay. Like, yeah, any weird, <laughs> any weird gross stuff. I'm picturing the fly, and even though that's not, oh yeah, I'm like anything like down that that lane would be. Whenever I think of weird, welcome. gross sci-fi, I pretty much immediately think of Jeff Goldblum in the fly. Right. So okay, like, you're on the it's, same page. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm literally picturing him <laughs> spewing mucus on things right now. Like when you mentioned that, it just popped in my head. You. Yeah. Move my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely move your popcorn. <laughs> Uh, okay. Is that, is that all for yeah. what you're driving? So the movie poster is like, um, a shot of earth from space. Okay. And, um, maybe in the corner there's like something hurtling towards earth and you don't, oh. you can't really make it out. Okay. Um, and the tagline something is like, yeah, <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Let me amuse yourself while I really think of, I want to, I want to really try to no, come up with one. Keep thinking of the tagline. I'm just. My brain keeps going through, you literally just described like the beginning of the John Carpenter's thing. <laughs> like you literally just described it. You see the globe and then the, the spaceship. Also the beginning of Predator. <laughs> so so many, movies so many movies begin that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's your tagline? I gave you time there. Yeah, that didn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help? That's okay. No, um, okay. Earth wasn't ready Ooh. for what was coming towards it. Oh, Okay. Right. Well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're ready for what's coming towards your eyeballs right now. That's what we're about to go watch. I can't wait. Let's do this. Let's do it. That thing's alive, sir. I saw it. I shot it. I hit it. I know it. Nothing happened. It's just coming at me, making a noise like a cat mewing. Captain, it was awful. You could have seen those hands and those eyes. Captain, you've got to do something about it. You've got Is it human or inhuman? Earthly or unearthly, baffling questions, astounding questions that not even the world's greatest scientific minds can answer. Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? A being from another world as different from us as one pole from the other. If we can only communicate with it. See? What happened, Doctor? In the greenhouse I was working, I couldn't see. Yeah. Then, then a blast of cold air and I heard Olsen scream. Come here. Get in the corner. Now hold this in front of you. Stay by the light switch. 1.9. Needles hit the top. original thing it was the original thing yes wow that was awesome i don't know the last time we watched a black and white film i was gonna ask you what you thought about that experience it's funny you mentioned that rko productions because of you because of my love for you i also get excited when it's rko i don't know why rko (laughs) because when i did my my blog about journeying through movie history where i watched one film from 1920 through present day which was like 2008 or whatever it was Mm -hmm. So many of the films on that were RKOs. Yeah. RKO okay. was huge. And it, it was, yeah, the radio and then they moved into movies. Yeah. It's a huge production company. All the, like a lot of the classic monster movies, uh, some of them are universal, but there's also a lot of RKO ones too. If I were to teach a class mm-hmm. on how to 
um, structure and what to model your sci-fi movie after, uh-huh. this would be on the syllabus. Whoa, that's a big statement. Why? It's so, cla- it's just, it's, it is the, like, it's classic. Mm-hmm. Like all of the, okay, let me back up. I <laughs> <laughs> was going to say, you're getting pretty excited. Here. Go ahead. I love it. Um, well, f- they just followed a couple of rules that make a sci-fi movie really, really good. Mm-hmm. One of the rules is they barely showed you the alien. Yes. Um, which is good because the effects were not that great. So Correct. when you did see the alien, it was like, oh, okay. But the suspense building up to it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing that they did that was like, that really worked. Yeah. And since then, so many movies have done. Um, what did you think about when they did the first reveal? The first reveal was amazing. Yeah. You were, it was shocking. Yeah. Um, it was. They opened a door and boom, he's like right there face to face with yeah. the captain. Yeah. Um, and then the door slams on its hand. That one was good. Yeah. Uh, this, the, I, the thing yeah. I, you asked me specifically to rewatch that yeah. too. You wanted to see it again. <laughs> and it's not as impressive when you rewatch it for the record. But the moment I in disagree. the movie when you're there, um, the detail in that moment that I really enjoy is he has these claws on his knuckles or something. And when you see that scene, the door jam, like that the door's framed in, when he pulls his hand back in, it like breaks. Like you see the spikes on his hand like break the door. Mm-hmm. It's just like a really cool detail, like grounding the reality of the the weapon that the monster has just built in naturally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so that was one thing that's like, mm-hmm. this makes it yeah. super good. Um, but another thing that I just loved about the movie is like the the relationship and the interplay between all the characters. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. a lot of times we joke about that a good sci-fi movie is, it's, it's really just about the people Yeah, and you have to have good characters. And this movie had amazing characters, their interplay. I just loved. Yeah. Yeah. Which characters in, specifically did you like the, <clears throat> the interactions with? Okay. So there's a captain. Yep. Air Force captain. Air Force captain. Yep. And he has like two, guys that are kind of like close to him lieutenants maybe mm-hmm. um and they have this camaraderie that's awesome they're just totally joking with each other all the time mm-hmm. um and then there's a woman at the the station yeah at Where the north pole they? at the north pole the north pole um and she's like the secretary secretary to the doctor yeah um and she has like this relationship with the captain so their yeah. their interplay was great. Yeah, the wonderful guys, repartee. I love the razzing that the captain gets throughout the film. Yes, which is always hilarious when it's like a life and death situation, and there's still like the razzing that happens sometimes. Yes. It's it's kind of funny. And then there was a journalist. Yeah, and oftentimes the journalist is kind of like the bad guy, mm-hmm. or they they get a bad rap, and yeah. they're and as a journal journalist. Mm-hmm. I take offense to that. Sure. But this guy did not have that rap. He um, was funny. He had this weird Jeff Goldblum sort yeah, of. Yeah, he definitely had Goldblum vibes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and- he was former military. You could tell yeah. by the things he said. So I think that's kind of how he had a history with them, which was a neat detail. Mm-hmm. And it was, this was the 50s, too. So most men had been in the military. A large portion mm-hmm. of the men had been in the military in World War II. So, yeah, it, it was a cool, like, very much capturing the the times. Hmm. He was great. And he would, like, help out. And he tagged mm-hmm. along with the captain. He wasn't afraid of anything. And yeah. he was always putting in his two cents. Um, but also with, like, a lot of, like, humor. It was, mm-hmm. There was a lot of humor in it. There was. 
And they also had the classic trope of scientists versus military, <laughs> which you still see to this day. Like, But so it's weird because in this, usually mm-hmm. in the science versus military, yeah. I'm down, I'm on the science side. Yeah. Like in Avatar, like no oh. one's on the side of the military in that movie. Yeah, no. And that happens a lot. But in this film, the original thing. Sorry, I was I was thinking about people who are on the side of of the military in the Avatar movie when you said that because <laughs> that's just how my brain works. I'm like, there's got to be someone, right? Maybe. Yeah. Like, a, a, I'm not going to name anyone because I don't want to. I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no okay. names shall be named. No names shall be named. But in this movie, it was the opposite. The scientist yeah. was the lunatic. <laughs> yeah, he like, I, but that's the thing. I don't think he was a lunatic in the beginning. In the beginning, he was just like, why don't we just try talking to it, you know? And that's a good instinct. You can do that, right? But when the evidence becomes, oh, it has murdered some people and it's using our blood to reproduce and (laughs) it's going to take over, probably take over the planet. That's when you should probably maybe augment a bit. Change course. Instead, he was like, we really better try talking to this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's crazy cool and he could do all this stuff. And yeah. He his powers beyond ours. Yeah, like in his defense, again, man, I'm really defending this guy. He they didn't actually get to communicate with it verbally. So maybe he was just being very OCD about it. And he's like, Well, we shot it and we we punched it. We've had all these physical interactions, but we need to talk it out before we, we can really yeah, we didn't really try. I but yeah. I think you're defending him because he looks like someone you know. That's true. It, it is very odd. He looks very much like um, one of my friend's husbands. Mm-hmm. And that friend, he has like a PhD in physics too. So <laughs> I'm hypothesizing that it's actually him. And he developed time travel and this is proof. Because yep. you can very clearly see this character as well has like fake gray hair. Even in black and white, you could tell that they dyed his hair gray. Really? I couldn't tell. Oh, I could totally tell. Okay. Yeah. Um, the aging things they used to do in the forties and fifties, like are so, uh, it's just fun. When you, when you look at film history, I'm going to go off on a rant, but the makeup effects they used to do with the technologies they had at the time, like Lon Chaney, when he did the Phantom of the Opera, he did all his own makeup. Like he was an actor and he was like everything special effects. It's just crazy. Hmm. So anyway, when you look throughout history and look at the effects, you can kind of like see the tricks they were using at different times. That one I could very... I could clearly see that he they dyed his hair. Okay. So yeah. they just dyed it. They dyed it or put powder in it or something to make it be have the contrast be more white. Instead of he probably had just brown hair in real life. I do know an old trick of like making your skin look wrinkled is like putting a light layer of glue yeah. on your mm-hmm. skin and then mm-hmm. it kind of like wrinkles up. Yep, totally, totally. Yeah. That's one they used to use too. Um we're so were there more <laughs> points for you for the the structure of the film? Um, let's see. The the slow reveal mm-hmm. um, I mentioned and yeah. the... That's classic. The interplay between the people. So grounded characters that yes. you care about. Yeah. Um, and have like suspense building up and don't, you know, reveal all at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Those are very classic. Tried and true methods, obviously, because this great. movie is, you know, 70 years old, 75 years old, 74, something like that. Yeah. I was a little tripped up. <clears throat> so when we first started watching it, you were like looking at me when the font came on. Oh, yeah. 
And you were like, I think you were thinking, does she recognize the font? I was thinking she should recognize the font right now, but she doesn't. I didn't. I did not. Um, how, how, how long ago did I show you the thing, John Carpenter's the thing? It's been like two years now because we years. didn't watch it this past Christmas. So yeah. I think it's been at least a year. Maybe how many more. times have you seen that film? Twice. Twice? Three times maybe? Two or three times? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. When we get to four or five, I'll expect you to see the font, to understand and recognize the font. <laughs> okay. Do, do you know why I picked this movie? Uh, I just assumed because there's no snow and I want snow. There's no snow. <laughs> I have been waiting all year for there to be a good snow to watch the thing with you, John Carpenter's. And so there's no snow. I'm like, I'm going to take this opportunity to kind of watch the thing with you. <laughs> And it'll also enrich the next time we watch the thing together, John Carpenter's. Yeah, totally. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Yeah. Well, it's because that I knew the John Carpenter's version yeah. that it was tripping me up because I I didn't expect the alien to be different. I was expecting it to do the oh, same yeah. thing where it was like shape-shifting. Mm-hmm. But because of like costs, they couldn't do that oh, no. back yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like there were like the dogs. They had the, the sled dogs. Mm-hmm. And um, they kept <laughs> having like one man posted to watch the guard. Yeah. And so I kept thinking, oh, he's going to come back and he's going to be sus. Yeah. And it's going to be like obvious that, you know, the alien took him over. But that never happened. No. No, no. there's a total different line for the alien. He's like, it's like plant. Yeah. Driven. It's just a plant-based organism. Yeah. Which of course reminds you Which looks just like a human, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Reminds you of what? Ray Bradbury. Mm. I think he's done a couple stories where an alien comes and grows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. What did you think about this watching? How long has it been since you've seen this version? I mean, I probably watched this as a part of my last project. So that was probably, I don't know, 20, 20 <laughs> years. Oh my, was it 20 years? 15 years ago? That's crazy. It's been that long? Wow. Wow. Well, what do you enjoy about this movie? I love the pacing of older films. Hmm. They are like, I'm not worried about getting anywhere. <laughs> let's just sit here and have some fun conversations amongst comrades. Oh, let's do a little bit of, uh, we got to move the plot along, I guess. Sure. Why not? Let's oh, have them play poker yeah. for a while. Let's have a little love interest thread here to have a little saucy conversation. Oh, let's go out in the snow and play and do circles around where the landing site is. Like, <laughs> I just love how they're not in a rush. Mm-hmm. And once you get over that, uh, like nowadays, overstimulated, gotta have action, gotta have blah, 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 constant stimulation. Like, it's actually really enjoyable. It's it's just like a Sunday afternoon where you're not watching TV or on a social feed or something. You're just looking at nature, just kind of enjoying things, letting them roll by. Well, it's weird that you say that, yeah, so there, there's been like a lot of movies since then that are in mm-hmm. a rush, in a hurry. Yeah. It has to be constant action. Yeah. But now, like the past couple of years, like the big mm-hmm. like award-winning movies have been two hours long, two and a half hours long, yeah. three hours long. So do you think like what's the difference? Because they're like swinging back to this like long storytelling. Mm-hmm. But this movie wasn't it, it took its time, but it wasn't so long. Yeah. So what do you think is going on there? Well, first off, Movies back then, no one would have sat for two and a half hours. It just wouldn't have happened. Like for a single movie, like the expectation was smaller. Like they did have a lot of like matinees though. Like you would you would go to the theater and it'd be like a two for a show and you would pay and you would sit through two shows, but there'd be, you know, on your mission, you'd go out and go to the bathroom, get food, whatever. Um, I think the difference is is with with that format, so say you sat for three hours back in nineteen fifty. 
you don't have to keep track of all the threads and everything. It, you just have to focus on the one story. Whereas with the longer story, like nowadays, they add so much detail. They're so packed. So even though they're long, you're still being bombarded with like a lot of information. And it's almost like an investment nowadays. You kind of have to remember the threads so you can, when you get to the payoff, everything kind of makes sense. Whereas like this movie was an hour and a half and a lot of it, you just need to have a vague sense of they're cool. They get along together and I have a feeling about it. And then the movie progresses. You don't have to remember the specific details as much. It's not as crucial to like at the end of the movie feeling the payoff, you know? I also feel like maybe there's a little lack of editing happening nowadays where things could be, could <laughs> be the direct, trimmed down. Yeah. But there's like, yeah. I don't know, some sort of like weird, we're not going to edit anymore. Do what you want. Like yeah. put it all in. I, I think you can tr- directly uh, tie that down to directors having more power. The The idea of the director's edition DVDs that were introduced. So then you had like, it started to condition people like, oh, I want to see what the actual thing was. So then they try to get to that. And it's like, this is the director's vision versus it used to be a long time ago. It's like the studios would be like, no, we're not doing that. No, cut that. No, do this. Like they were very much, they still do it now, but it's way more director owned now than it was in any other point in history. I think more power. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have in a sense, and I'm not, none of this is a complaint. I'm just observing, Mm -hmm. but in a sense, maybe Peter Jackson, we have to thank for that. (laughs) And I have no problems with that at all. Like, no. Well, I'm happy that he got to do his whole vision. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. His was one of the more popular ones, uh, but everybody was doing the director's edition. There was a lot. It was a big thing, like doing the extended cuts and things like that. Do you watch that stuff? Me? Yeah. Like, do you like? Do you want to have a DVD where you watch the director's cut? I 100% like... I used to a lot. Nowadays, not as much. Mm. It has to be a movie I really like. Like I have the Dawn of the Dead. I have the European cut edit. <laughs> I have the original edit and I have the extended director's cut edit. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So that one I do because I find it very interesting um, how different regions get editorial cuts of films sometimes. So the film you see in Europe could be different than the film you see in the USA based on what the final editing is. And this happens nowadays, too. I'm sure in China, the movie they show is there's things that you hear about stories about it. It gets censored out or edited out or whatever. But I'm sure there's things they do subtly where they're like, all right, this one's going to be the Chinese one and this one's going to be the U.S. market. Anyway, but there are extreme examples where the Dawn of Dead is the first one that comes to mind where the movie is very different. The entire soundtrack's different. What? Like all the music in the soundtrack is different. Okay, that's, that's crazy. That's yeah. big. Yeah, totally. So, anywho. Um, more, more about this movie? Shall yeah, I was going to say, we're talking about this one. Now you're just getting me going on old movies. Uh, for, so interesting fact about this movie, kind of, is the skeleton crew at the South Pole uh, telescope, telescope Station, they have a tradition that every winter, like, they watch this movie. <laughs> and the other two adaptations, which is the 82 one and then the, the remake after that, they watch those on the very first night after departure of the final plane of the season. So like they're there and there's people who stay and then there's a plane that departs and they watch these. And I heart that so much. I do too. Like I want to go and join them. Yeah. That's like watching the shining at the outlook hotel. Like you you can do. Yes. I love experiences like that. But that is so cool. 
That is so cool. That That's like really when we cool. watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure in the Cabazon Dinosaurs parking lot. Yes, let's share that mm-hmm. for an anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I we lived in California. Yeah. And we found out you surprised me with this. You found out that like maybe I told you, but that that scene mm-hmm. where there's Large like these merge. big yeah. dinosaurs mm-hmm. that you can like go into or something. Yeah. Um, that those were, they existed and Mm -hmm. they were not far from where we lived. Yeah. So we went away for our anniversary and I thought we were heading home Mm -hmm. and instead you brought us to that place in Cabazon. True story. And it's just like this like tiny. It's a diner. It's like a roadside diner. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing around it. It's just desert. Yeah. There's (laughs) mountains on either side and it's a valley like. So yeah. you were like, okay, we're here. We're going to eat. So we ate. We saw the place where Large Marge sat in the place. Like mm-hmm. we were there. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards you were like, and now we're going to watch the movie. And you had a screen that you, <laughs> and you had our projector. And yeah. the plan was to put the projector outside of the car yep. or the screen outside of the car and then project from inside the car through the windshield. Correct. Our yep. own little drive-in yes. that we were just going to do in the parking lot. Yeah. And it was great until it started blowing. The wind started blowing. I didn't think about the valley, the <laughs> desert valley winds. Oh, uh, my gosh. High winds and the screen fell over onto the car. Uh, there's still marks in that screen. I think about it every time I use it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. This was so long ago. That was fun. And so and we ended up watching the movie on the on the computer uh, yeah. in the car. That was we so saw fun. the first four minutes, I think, until it blew <laughs> it over. It didn't last long until it <laughs> fell over. Uh, good times. Good times. So, um. What do you think, back to this movie, this is a, this is a nostalgic movie, so it's only appropriate that it's making us very nostalgic. Yeah. Um, was there anything about it that surprised you, like, in general? You're not used to watching movies from the 50s, I don't think, <clears throat> and black and white films and anything, anything that surprised you about it? <laughs> okay, so one thing that surprised me was, mm-hmm. um, I think we have this sense that in the 50s people were just prudes mm-hmm. and they didn't oh, flirt yeah. yes. you know yes. and and that's that's not true and mm. and people were attractive and flirty back then yeah. and so the the little relationship between the captain and the woman <clears throat> was fun and it was different because she was kind of pushing him oh yeah and oh <laughs> their first conversation was kind of about how many drinks they had the last time they were together yeah. Yeah. and the captain got Sauced. He had he, he was yes, sauced. Yes. yes. And she could handle it. And she yep. had just as many as him. Yeah. And had no problems. And yeah. so it was just really funny and it was light and it felt fresh. It didn't feel old or dated mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um and there's one point where she handcuffs him. <laughs> yeah, because he makes was too handsy drink. last time or something. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. I know. And then he actually had the handcuffs, you know, he slipped them yeah. off. That was like, very, right away. very unexpected. Yeah. Um what about you? Uh, that surprised me about the movie. Like, I, nothing really surprised me just because I'd seen it, but I just love black and white films. Mm. It's it's just such a, I don't know, it's so different from nowadays and, and seeing things now. I love it when modern films choose to do black and white. I love black and white photography. The, the yeah. contrast is so, yeah. it's so great. Yeah. And this is just a great, I just love this movie in general. Like, it totally holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, what do you think about it in comparison to the 1982 one? Oh, um, <clears throat> I can see how, and I don't know, I'm just making this up, Sure, <clears throat> but I can, I can see how maybe John Carpenter saw this movie, yeah. the original as a yeah. kid and wanted to do his own version and yeah. his own version is like 
it's like a it's a love letter. Oh, that's so that's so like overdone, but it's not like a I can do this better yeah. feel. It's mm-hmm. a like I'm carrying the torch with the story. Yeah. And actually based it's based on the book and in the book the shape shifting is what the book does. Mm-hmm. Um so he was able to with the technology do nice. something closer to the book. So um yeah, I think it's I think they're ni- they're companionable. Agreed. Like they're they're really good hand in hand. Yeah. Completely agree. Um, the there's no competition. It's my favorite kind of remake. Like mm. it because remakes can be really good or they can be really like, why did you even do this? And this one was there. The eighty two was different enough and and just you know John Carpenter. So yeah, yeah, he was three I think when this came out. So he probably grew up and by the time he was old enough to watch TV. It was probably just on like Saturday nights or whatever day they would broadcast on the two stations or whatever, <laughs> you know, tune in. It's interesting to see, to think about that too, about how things germinate in your mind mm. and then they grow into these creative expressions. I love that about film too. Yeah. Makes you wonder what's germinating in my mind right now. I know. But when you say germinate, I think of the alien. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you could have, I know you were enjoying the fashion in this movie. If you could have any outfit or any like uh, whatever you call that uh, accessory, that's the word from this movie, what would it be? <clears throat> I'm going to give you a very long answer. Oh, my goodness. We don't have that much time, but go for it. OK, I the whole the whole movie. I was yeah. thinking about a pair of pants that I owned when I was in um, high school, maybe college. Sure. I bought them at the thrift store. Valleyland, yeah. Muskegon. Yes. Yes. What's up? Yeah. And they were like so well made they were like this heavy wool mm-hmm. um but they looked like her pants like oh, kind of high waisted yeah yeah okay they were kind of like a, they might have been an army pant of okay. some sort and they had silk lined pockets and they were like whoa like high waisted but they they bagged out which okay. is like totally my style yeah and they were amazing pants and i just like mourned for them the whole movie i don't know where they went you I are think so I got passionate right now this is amazing your hands wow okay <laughs> i wish that's you, all my mind is on now it's like finding those pants again a pair of pants they okay. were amazing okay and they were heavy and like <laughs> yeah they were good pants they were really good pants i understand oh, double button i'm done <laughs> wow <laughs> Oh, so mm-hmm. pants aside. <laughs> yes. Um, what do you think, uh, if any messages were in this film? The only message for me was don't get rid of your vintage oh, clothing. Goodness, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, no, <clears throat> the message is something about curiosity. Because like the, the scientist was very curious, but at okay. a certain point it became his doom <laughs> yeah totally um so there has to be like with curiosity there has to be like a measure of sure care yeah perhaps what do you think the message was i mean it's very clearly when you find a good man or a good pair of pants don't let them go <laughs> right like fight for your pants fight for your pants <laughs> and your man and your man and yeah i think that's the message for me sounds good <laughs> well that's any other parting thoughts um this is i i would urge anyone to watch this film oh 100%. this is totally worth your time i mean you can even show this to your kids honestly i think like, i think we should yeah i think we should it'd be a really interesting experiment so they can see my pants oh my goodness <laughs> all right that's all right, a wrap that's a wrap <laughs>